0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Oh, that's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: about everything golf. Now with award-winning PGA professional, Harold Bluestein. here's your host, Jason Swagger.
4: And a fine good morning to you all. Welcome uh, to, well, we had July last week too. But uh but yeah, it's uh, a little different setup here this morning. Harold uh needed to go to the other side of the continental United States uh for a while. So uh how are you, Harold? Are you there in New York? I'm I'm good.
5: Uh listeners should know I'm in Cooperstown, so if you're a baseball junkie you can you can be jealous. Uh the museum is fantastic as usual. Uh I'm uh Looking across the uh, beautiful landscape here just outside of Cooperstown, this is it's been a little bit uh, cooler about seventy four with a little bit of rain and every now and then a thunder shower the kind that we just don't get on the west coast.
4: Well, no question, and uh, I would imagine there are uh, quite a few uh, nice courses to play up there. Hopefully you will have some time to uh, get out there and uh, take some in.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to hook up, and then actually, I give a real, sh- a little shout out to a uh, boyhood friend of mine. Uh, we'll call him Golfer Bob. Anyway, he's uh, listening uh, uh, to streaming us this morning out of Albany, and so we will be getting together and playing a little be- uh, golf if his back will put up with his golf swing.
4: Well, that'll be good. Uh, There's a lot going on. We're getting ready next week, of course, the Open Championship at Royal St. George's. Uh, Most of the top golfers are over there trying to deal with quarantine and COVID stuff so that they can uh, play Uh, the Scottish Open going on. So we'll discuss that. Uh, We got some help as Michael Napoleon from Super Speed Golf is going to join us in our tip segment at 830 uh, talking about their training um, training tools and programs to uh, help increase that swing speed. As we've seen, uh, in order to get the distance that everybody's looking for, it is about increasing swing speed, and they have uh, some tools to, to help you do that.
5: Yeah, everyone wants to hit the ball further, and one way to do it, or basically the only way to do it, is to create more clubhead speed. We try to do it with lighter drivers and lighter uh clubs uh but really it comes down to what your body can do and perform so uh mike's going to give us some tips on how that's going to be possible
4: so we got that uh i you're you're still working with sprague sprague's a head case and so you had to give him some uh, interim help so he doesn't completely blow up I'm in the I tried
5: to blow him off. I, yeah. I recommended several other instructors to him. I uh, just in and not necessarily to help him but to relieve me of the pressure.
4: I know. I know. And then uh yeah, and then my uh I'm I'm stuck. I'm just stuck right around 90. And it's driving yeah. me nuts. He-
5: Yeah, you're getting better, and and improvement always comes in in smaller amounts than you would hope. Um, You're not going to be an AD shooter consistently overnight. Uh, It's taken you about uh, a year and a half, two years, to get to the point where you can break 100. So you've improved quite a bit. Take a look at what you need to improve on going forward.
4: Yep, we'll do that uh, as well. But uh, all the tours are in action, so we've got a lot to get to starting out. Let's go Inside the Ropes. It's time for an insider's
1: look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest.
4: All right, we'll start with the Corn Ferry Tour. They are in Colorado, the TPC Colorado Championships at Heron Lakes. Tyson Alexander's got a a two-shot lead over Jonathan Randolph and Taylor Moore. Alexander is a winner on the Corn Ferry Tour, but because it's a a dual season so far, uh, usually a win guarantees you pretty close to getting a spot on the PGA Tour, but he's 44th. Uh, He won a couple of months ago and hasn't had a only one top 25 finish. So uh, the last two 36 hole leaders in this event, both went on to win will Zalatoris being one of them. So he's hoping that that magic stays forward. A victory gets him into the top 25 as their events are running out real quick.
5: Yeah. He had 15 birdies in two rounds. So he leads the, uh, well, he's tied for the lead in birdies made, uh, And a win will bring him inside the top 25, as you say, bring him into about uh, 23rd. Uh, He's been playing really good golf, feels very confident. He said his putting is pretty, uh, pretty good, but he's really helped himself by hitting a lot of greens.
4: So we'll keep an eye on that one. I think uh, PGA tour live will have uh, a stream broadcast for you. If you're interested in following them, Uh, another major on the champions tour, the U S senior open, they are out playing the Omaha country club in Omaha, Nebraska. And they're worried about the weather today with thunderstorms and such. So they're condensing the tee times. They're getting ready to start out there uh, any moment probably in about 5 to 10 minutes. The leaders will tee off around 10 a.m. Pacific time trying to, uh, and they're going to play threesomes off both tees. So they're really trying to condense this and get the round in so they don't have to play 36 tomorrow. Jim Furyk is your leader. A 6 under 64 in round two when everybody else was going backwards. Stephen Ames at two under, Miguel N. L. Jimenez uh, at one under. Only three players under par, but uh, Furyk's looking for another uh, senior major.
5: Yeah, and he's real happy that Stricker's playing at the John Deere, <laughs> so uh, gives him a chance to go out and win his first major on the Champions Tour. Um, Sixty-four is an awful good score. There were only a couple of players who broke par, and there were a number of players, uh, Kenny Perry for one, uh, who were struggling with the heat. And it is really hot and humid. If anyone's ever played golf in the north in the uh, midwest i was in kansas city for a while and i can tell you it can be, get really tough on you physically uh the heat and the humidity so hopefully um these guys can make it through uh and and they won't uh, need to cart anyone off of the golf course
4: yeah that's the thing they are uh, fighting the weather so uh Low 90s, gusts up to 18 miles an hour, so uh, they're hoping they can uh, get that third round complete today. The ladies are in Sylvania, Ohio, the Marathon LPG Classic presented by Dana, one of their long-time tour stops, and uh, Nasa Haraoka after a blistering 61 in round one came back with a 69 hanging on to the lead. She is 12 under two shots clear of Mina Harrigay, who is one of the younger Americans trying to make a late push to make the Solheim cup team. Uh, Elizabeth Sokol, Allison Lee, Brittany Linsicum is on the course already. She's at eight under par. Jennifer Cupcho, Jarena Pillar, Chela Choi, uh, all at eight under. Austin Ernst, a winner earlier this year, is at seven under. Matilda Castron, the young Finn, who's got a victory in recent uh, recent weeks, she's at seven under as well. So, uh, pretty tight leaderboard there, but it's all about how to oka if she can uh, find her form from round one and see if she can put some more distance between the field.
5: Oh, it's really hard to follow up uh, such a great score, like <laughs> 61 with eight. But she did it. I mean, with a 69, that's good. But to maintain uh, those low numbers uh, round after round is nearly impossible. It just rarely happens. I think the story might look uh, a little bit different uh, or interesting with Allison Lee, uh, making uh, resurgent Allison Lee, making 30s uh, on her final three holes. Interesting golf course. It closes with consecutive par 5s. So this could really open up an interesting uh, final round if it's real tight. Uh, Par fives, everyone likes to birdie. So we'll see what happens come uh, Sunday.
4: Yeah, we'll see if somebody can make a run. Looks like there's some low scores uh, early on from the players out on the course so far. You've got Danielle King, Christina Kim, Brittany Altamare at seven under par. So there's some names there lurking if somebody can, we you know, go down 63, 62, or 61, shoot themselves up the leaderboard. Jin Young-Ko winning last week, responding to Nelly Korda, uh, leapfrogging her for the number one world ranking. So Jin Young-Ko now starting to dial it up as well. The PGA tour is in the quad cities, the John Deere classic TPC deer run out in Sylvie's Illinois. Most of these players. uh, In fact, I think all, I I don't think anybody that's going to play in the British is, is in this field due to getting over there, getting quarantined, all the COVID rules that are in place. Uh, Luke List is your leader, 13 under par and 8 under 63 in round two, looking for his first PGA Tour victory in some 192 starts. Uh, Sebastian Munoz is one shot back. Chesson Hadley, Brandon Hagee, among those at 11 under par. Uh, So, again, uh, a stacked, condensed field near the top of the leaderboard.
5: Yeah, this uh, tournament has... uh more first-time winners than any other event on tour. Uh, So it's very possible that Luke List and a number of those players in the top 10 there who who don't have wins uh, could have their first victory. Um, What I was looking at is this is the 41st of 50 events on the tour. We're almost done with the season. It seems like we just got it started.
4: Yeah, it's the, it's the multi, they stacked a bunch of stuff in. And of course, it started uh, right in September as things were coming back. So the wraparound season and some dual events. Uh, but once they get back from uh, the British Open, there's just a, a couple of events before they get to the FedEx Cup playoffs. So uh, guys scrambling to try and get in position, get a victory, get into that top 125. The best field in golf this weekend is across the pond. They are in uh, the Renaissance Club at North Berwick, Scotland for the Aberdeen Scottish Open. Thomas Dietrich from Belgium is your leader. 1,400 uh, par. He's actually tied with John Rahm now. He's three under today. So Rahm has got it uh, in gear. Lee Westwood was among the leaders, uh, and he's going backwards pretty quickly. Uh, as he is wont to do seemingly every time he gets into contentions. Lucas Herbert, who won the Irish Open last week, uh, is two shots back at 12-under, tied with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Scotty Scheffler having a nice round. He's 11-under, 4-under today. So uh, Xander Shoffley is amongst them. Ryan Palmer is at 4-under today, 10-under for the tournament. Lee Westwood now is back to 10 under, but uh, you're seeing everybody trying to get in shape for next week at Royal St. George's.
5: Yeah, there's, it's a really good field at the Scottish open. And I'm really enjoying watching it. Uh, uh, streaming it here. Uh, Lee Westwood, unfortunately made a, a nasty double bogey. Uh, he just, he's on 15. Oh, he almost hold it out. Uh, Anyway, uh, a very good field, and you're looking at players who could and are good bets to win the British Open. Good to see some Americans up there um, doing quite well, but uh, in particular, uh, Scotty Scheffler um, at 11-under and uh, Xander Shoffley playing very well this week yep uh justin thomas was playing well i don't know where he stands right uh, he felt
4: he hit one he totally topped one from the fairway just like i did it went about 30 yards forward into a uh into a bunker so he is at eight under par but he's even par today while everybody else is scoring so he is back tied for 26th right now with will Zalatoris.
5: yeah the uh this golf course has has some problems and I think we're going to see it next week with the British open. If you miss a fairway and these fairways are not very wide, um, you are in some hay and these guys are strong enough. The hay is kind of thin, but it all depends on the lie you get while you're in it and you can still kind of get it out. You have to play smart. Maybe you can't go for the green. And if you do and make it to the green, uh, These are some really challenging, hilly greens. I know a lot of people in Vancouver would be uh, whining about having to play Uh. on these
4: greens. Well, we'll talk more about that. Uh, a 45 in the business of golf. We'll look ahead to the, uh, open championship at Royal St. George's. Uh, one former winner said it's the easiest of all the open championship courses in the rotation. So we'll see why he maybe thinks that is, uh, but coming up next, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the need for, uh, caddies, professional caddies, uh, on the professional tours moving forward. Harold will try and, uh, get me unstuck and start shooting, uh, getting closer to, uh, 85, 84, instead of keep shooting 91 as uh, my quest to break 80 continues. And then uh, Michael Napoleon of uh, Super Speed Golf going to join us in the tip segment at the bottom of the hour. Just getting started here. Harold's in New York. I'm here in the fan studios. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan.
0: Switching your car insurance to...
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: This is Golf in the Northwest on
4: 1080 The Fan. 818 here this morning. Jason Swagard here with you in studio. Harold's uh, joining us via remote in uh, New York, upstate New York. Uh, coming up this afternoon, well, it's Center and St. following us. Patrick, by the way, sitting in for Will. Will's doing. Will's doing baby shower. Baby things. Uh, but thanks for uh, coming in. He'll be with Luke for center and St. Following us. And then uh, some major league baseball for you this afternoon, three o'clock. It'll be Cubs and Cardinals Uh, tomorrow. We'll have game three of the NBA finals pregame at four tip just after five. So that's how your weekend lines up here on the fan. But uh, Harold uh, everybody getting set for the British open next week. Uh, But Bryson DeChambeau is not playing well and his caddy split from him recently, and everybody's starting to wonder, Alex Maselli with Morning Read recently, uh, you know, just kind of threw it out there. Are we seeing with all of the technology and information that is now available for players uh, based on their swing and distances and in the yardage books and the green books and all of those things, is the role of the professional caddy possibly going to be phased out uh, at some point where players really need somebody to carry the bag um, and maybe be more of a mental coach. We saw what Lee Westwood is doing, his fiance uh, now with him on the bag. So as long as they know kind of the basics and they can keep the clubs clean, keep up with pace, rake a bunker, that sort of stuff. Is there really a need for paying big time professional caddies anymore?
5: Yeah, I think it depends, first of all, on the player himself. Uh, You have players like Bryson Duchambeau and Jordan Spieth, who are kind of auditory personalities. They need to talk things out. And I think Spieth, if he wasn't able to talk to a caddy or somebody, he'd probably have a problem, and he would expect that caddy to give him some advice, uh, whether he likes the advice or not, he really depends on that that interaction, uh, not just from a mental uh, or a, um, a emotional standpoint, but from from a playing standpoint. So he needs that. Duchambeau obviously needs that. Um, it's only news when the caddy fires the player. When the player fires the caddy, it's not news at all. Um, But then to get back to your your issue, uh, I think the role of a caddy is evolving. The technology is making the caddy better and the player better. Um, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. But like you said, you take a player like Lee Westwood, and he wants support on the bag. But he's also 48 years old. It's not his first rodeo. He knows what his game is all about. And other players are not as secure in making those decisions as he would be.
4: Well, and it's interesting. And and you've seen that. We saw, obviously, uh, Stuart Sink uh, with his son on the bag. Phil, after so many years with uh, Jim Bones, Mackay, uh, now his brother, Tim is on the bag, those sorts of things from older golfers, but obviously younger golfers, sometimes as they're getting set in what it's like to be out there on a, on the professional tour, could use somebody that knows the ropes, maybe knows the courses, those sorts of things. And, uh, and, 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 what was also so needed is maybe institutional knowledge for guys because the pressure to win and keep your card, the fields are deeper than ever before. But I think we're going to see this evolution where you might be with somebody for five to 10 years. And then once, if you're established out there on the PGA tour, you could see moving on now that you know what you're doing and, and more for somebody that's more in tune with you mentally, that sort of thing to help, keep you focused on the moment and less about the golf.
5: Yeah. Golf is a a maturing process. As you find out in your own game, um, there's things that you understand much better now uh, than you did before. Uh, Whether you're able to execute in the manner in which you wish to is one thing, but at least you can focus uh, a bit better than you once did. If you imagine magnify that a hundred times, a young player needs a caddy who knows the ropes. Um, Once they get older, more mature, a little bit more uh, or better understanding of their own game, uh, not so much second guessing their decisions, then I think an emotional support system is more important than the physical or even the, um, the technological support that they might get. Um, but if you ever overheard uh, or uh, listened to a caddy and player interaction before they select a club and make a decision, a uh, caddy still has an important part and will always have an important part in a player's success.
4: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see now if Bryson, you know, because there's microphones all over the place and he's top 10 player in the world. So he is in feature groups with cameras and microphones following him all over the place, which he's not necessarily a fan of. But what he'll have to do, because there's a lot of pressure, uh, you've got to be able to speak to him on his uh, super technical terms and yardages and all of ev- all the science that goes into his game. I don't know if he'll be able to keep a caddy.
5: No, I don't either. Um, or if he finds one, he better not let him go. Uh, he's a special breed, and I know I wouldn't want to be a caddy for him. He's probably better off with someone who is deaf and dumb. Uh,
4: and and just let him do his own thing. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that goes, and and if he's able to right the ship. He has not had good performances here outside of uh, the the match that was played earlier in the week. So oh, did uh, you
5: watch that?
4: I watched part of it. It was uh, he's he's a total bore. Uh, he does not need to be mic'd up. He just it's so forced. Uh, he's not. You know, Phil is interesting as all get out, and Tom Brady's excellent. They understand what they're doing. But, uh, no, I don't need to have Bryson mic'd up for that.
5: Yeah, I, it's an effort to – I'm not sure, though, that the format is interesting at all anymore. I've, I've seen three of them. I didn't watch this one because, I, frankly, I wasn't interested in yeah. watching it. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out who they're trying to appeal to, what crowd – um some people up in wisconsin who might want to see it but they're pissed off at aaron Rodgers anyway
4: exactly so, uh, so yeah, yeah they'll we'll yeah. see how that i mean phil is by far the most interesting uh, part of that and goes more and more every day to the belief that whenever he decides he can't give it a go on a weekend week out basis on the pga tour Skip the champions to a regular events. If you want to play in the majors or the U.S. Senior Open, great. But go get in a TV booth, whether it's NBC or CBS or Golf Channel. When he actually describes what's going on, what he's trying to do with the shot, the things that he's taking into consideration, it just, it's fantastic. And he does it in a way uh, that's still very true to golf, but is in a way you can understand it. And it's, it's fascinating when he does that.
5: Well, it is to those of us who are into golf. You recall our conversation with Sprague last week, I bring up the uh, type of grass and he, he wanted to fall asleep on me, but the, um, uh, but those of us who are really into golf think this kind of information is not only helpful, but really fascinating to hear. Uh, I think, uh, uh, Phil belongs on the Ryder Cup team, and we need to talk about that.
4: Well, we will have time to talk about the Ryder Cup uh, in the coming weeks, but we want to take a break because uh, we uh, are going to get a little help here in the tip segment. Michael Napoleon, uh, founder of Super Speed Golf, going to join us as uh, everybody trying to hit it farther. And uh, they have some uh, training tools and methods and programs to help you do that. So he will hop on the line with us next as we make the turn here. It's Golf in the Northwest on Tenny the Fan.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy tough labor you are a fighter and medela is your reward medela the mark of a fighter trick responsibly beer imported by crown import chicago illinois
3: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof
4: Best on the fan 830 here Gulf of the northwest glad you are uh, with us hopefully you've got tea times weather couldn't be more ideal uh, for the coming week temperatures in the uh, mid to upper 80s but it's cooling off at night courses should be uh, fast and firm and holding for you Harold's uh, with us in New York and hopefully joining us now Uh, via zoom somewhere in the Colorado mountainside from super speed golf is uh, president and founder, Michael Napoleon. Michael, do you have us? I do. How's it going? Fantastic. Oh, we're so, we got you on zoom through the board. We don't know what Harold and I have no idea what we're doing, but Patrick in there able to hook it all up. So thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. I'm just going to let you explain a little bit about uh, what brought you to to golf uh, and forming uh, Super Speed Golf, and then I'll let Harold jump in.
6: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, y- you know, we've always been in the business of helping people get better at the game. So I mean, I'm a PGA professional. Uh, I ran a coaching business in the Chicago area for a long time. And, you know, I think the passion there was just, you know, everybody wants to play better golf. Everybody wants to have more fun out on the golf course. But, you know, getting from point A to point Z on that, obviously, is a much more difficult thing um, than even playing a lot of other sports. So, you know, we always really had a passion for helping people get better and helping them practice the right way. And that was really what brought us to, you know, brought us to, to bring the super speed products to the market. Cause you know, overall, we just wanted to make things easier for golfers, especially in the area of hitting the ball farther, which is something everybody wants to do.
5: Yeah. Hitting a driver a long way, it seems to be what everyone wants to do. When a student comes to me, they the first thing they say is I want to hit my driver further. Uh, and for some reason they think that's going to make their game easier. Uh, in some ways, yes, some ways, no. Uh, how do you uh, go about introducing someone to the super speed training program?
6: Yeah, it so, and, and I would, I'll get to that in a second, but on there too, you know, at least in our experience, in our academies, you know, people definitely want to hit the driver further or. You know, they might want to hit their irons higher. They may want to stop the ball in the green easier. Heck, beginners sometimes just want to get the ball in the air. And, and again, all of that leads to club speed being a big deal. As far as getting them involved with the super speed training, I mean, the super speed training is very easy. I mean, it just uses our super speed training set, just three weighted clubs. Um, and really what that allows for is it allows people to remember To be athletic, that they're playing a sport, allows you to put some speed in the system without having all of the negative impacts that can happen with that when when you're out there at the driving range. So it kind of gets you a little more confident with being able to let the club go, swing a little bit more aggressively. and, And we find that getting athletic with your golf swing, whether you're a beginner or a tour player, becoming more athletic in your golf swing is just an absolute recipe for success in every way.
5: I'm really glad that you mentioned the irons, Mike, because the, uh, you know, people focus so much on the driver. But you're right; uh, we need club head speed to get the ball in the air. And oftentimes, you have a beginner, um, uh, and and a lot of times the ladies just have trouble feeling comfortable and confident swinging that club at any any speed at all. Um, there's a lot of work being done now with uh, using the ground. Uh, and our core in the swing. Um, how does Super Speed uh, work with that?
6: Oh, yeah, tons of ways. Yeah. So at Super Speed, we created a model that we call the speed pyramid. So that really looks at how a player uses the ground and how those forces and torques being created on the ground affect that player's ability to sequence rotationally and eventually get that club out and lag it and and hit the ball. So really looking at those three pieces is ground reaction force, rotational sequencing, and then lag and wrist mechanics. You know, the quick version is the drills that we have people do with super speed. And you can find all of those at our website at superspeedgolf.com under the training section. But all of those drills work on those speed pyramid aspects. They work on using the ground better. They work on sequencing. And I mean, for the ground specifically, like we get outside the box a little bit. I mean, our drills, we're going to have you actually moving your feet around, stepping through swings, winding up. in in different ways to really start to exaggerate what it feels like to get those forces and torques working on the ground and how those are then going to be able to positively affect your swing. So, you know, our training really works mostly through discovery learning, um, you know, getting into, again, drills that are a little bit more extreme positions, if you will, compared to your normal golf swing, allowing you to develop the feels that you need in order to apply. High, uh that increased efficiency to your swing right away.
4: Michael Napoleon, our guest here with Superspeed Golf, uh SuperspeedGolf.com. Uh and you talk, you know, Harold was talking about the irons. I think one of the areas that uh you really need to understand speed is playing uh short out of the bunkers, or maybe you're in the fluff. We're understanding uh clubhead speed not to decelerate even on short shots. Uh what uh, what sort of training and and how does it work with super speed golf in the in the short game where it doesn't seem that you want a lot of speed in the in the clubhead?
6: Oh, well, you certainly do. I mean, if you watch guys out on tour hit shots around the greens with tons of spin and out of crazy lies, and then you go back to your club and try to do that, you're like, what's the difference? And I mean, the ability to be able to create club head speed affects every aspect of the game. You know, as far as directly working on short game shots, you know, we don't have a lot of training specifically for that. However, the training that we do when you're you know going through our training with the super speed clubs, it kind of targeted at driver. But what it does is it gets your body working more athletically, helps you to work more efficiently, and that's going to translate, you know, from top down in the bag Giving you more confidence to be athletic whenever you're swinging a driver, or if you're, you know, hitting a bunker shot and you want to get more spin on it. Um,
5: Mike, uh, I've been using my Super Speed uh, clubs for quite some time now. I've increased my club head speed about five miles an hour, which you know, at my age, is considerable, and I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Hasn't necessarily translated to a, a real super increase in driver distance, but it has an accuracy and it has really helped in my long irons where I haven't been able to hit a four iron high and soft for a very long time and now I can. But one thing that struck me uh, going through some of the training uh, is the dominance in my non or the the emphasis in my non-dominant side. Uh, I'm a right handed swinger, and yet you've got me swinging left handed. How has that helped me? Mm-hmm.
6: Well, first of all, congratulations on those gains. You know, there is more that goes into just getting more yardage than just club speed. So, I mean, there's other aspects there you could probably look at and you'd probably get that to translate. Um, but, you know, congrats on those games. That's great. Uh, as far as the non-dominant training, you know, we find that to be incredibly beneficial, especially for amateur players who, you know, don't necessarily spend five days a week in the gym, don't have a whole team of coaches around them, you know, that are helping, you know, optimize their body athletically. You know, those non-dominant swings do a huge amount in activating more muscles in the body getting different types of motor patterns, working a little more efficiently, Um, you know, And and in many ways, you know, we find that as players work to sequence well on the non-dominant side, which they tend to have to almost teach themselves, um, we, we find that this translates very positively into the way the biomechanics work on the dominant side swing. And, you know, I'd ask you this too, since you've been doing it, I mean, it probably felt somewhat awkward when you were starting doing those. But, you know, after you're doing the training for a while, you know, how do those non-dominant swings feel? Do they feel like they're starting to work better and sequence better? Um, Actually, it does.
5: uh, You're right. Very awkward at first. And and I couldn't quite get any clubhead speed left-handed. But I'm surprised with how much faster the clubhead speed is now. And I do have, you've got a new uh, launch monitor out for a uh, speed test. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. But I've noticed a uh, jump in the club head speed for my non-dominant side.
6: Yeah. So uh, we we highly recommend the uh, PRGR launch monitor. That's a great little tool. It's It's a radar-based launch monitor, but fairly inexpensive. It retails for about $249. And, you know, that's... Compared to you know a TrackMan that's twenty five thousand, like to get good data metrics, they're they're accurate. You know for that cost is great. Um, you can find those on our website as well. But the other really cool thing about that launch monitor is it it actually will measure how fast your swing is moving without hitting a ball. Even your extremely expensive launch monitors, you got to hit a ball to get the data. So that can be direct feedback that you can use while you're doing your super speed training in order to see those real-time results during those practice swings. And then you can step up and hit balls before and after and actually see your gains uh, right then. But yeah, that PRGR launch monitor, we just they just actually released a new version of it, which is improved. Um, so I would definitely check that out if you don't have one of those.
4: Michael Napoleon here. Our guest with Super Speed Golf, and uh, and you said there are videos up on the website superspeedgolf.com. But for somebody that's uh, looking to maybe start from the beginning with this, uh, what are they? How do they best get involved? And are there uh, in person uh, certified trainers uh, here in the Northwest, or is everything done online?
6: Uh, There are. So we do have a certification program. We do have a a number of trainers in the Pacific Northwest that are, that are trained a lot of golf professionals. So I would first talk to your golf coach or, you know, the golf professional at your club. There's a good likelihood that they are familiar with our products and can help you with it. You know, if that's not readily available though, and we've tried to make this as easy as possible. You know, if you go to our website, you can buy the super speed training clubs right there. You have access to years worth of training that's on there and it'll walk you through step by step from day one when you take it out of the box um, into when you've gotten very advanced with these training protocols. You've been doing it for years. So, you know, again, our goal has always been to help people get better and to do it in the simplest way possible.
4: Well, it's uh I'm I'm curious to see Harold's. Uh, I know he's been using it for a little while and uh see if that uh how I can implement that myself as I've uh continue the quest to uh to break eighty. And so we appreciate you taking some time for us here. Michael Napoleon with Super Speed Golf. Thanks so much. And uh hopefully we can catch up with you down the road.
6: Anytime, just let me know. I love uh, love being on your show. Thanks for having me.
4: There you go. Thank you, Michael Napoleon. Superspeed Golf, SuperspeedGolf.com, and uh, Harold. I know. Uh, yeah, you are using and implementing this, uh, especially as we get older. Uh, keeping the speed, not necessarily generating more speed, but just trying to keep the speed up as our bodies uh, start to start to age.
5: Yeah, um, maintaining uh, the clubhead speed is one thing, but I am surprised that I have increased my club head speed. I did not expect it, uh, and it's certainly not what it once was, but I brought some of it back up. Uh, it's made me more aggressive uh, through impact, uh, which is in a way a, more of an emotional uh, boost, to my game where there's less fear of of making a mistake because I feel like I can now swing the club aggressively. Um their pre uh their warm up drills are absolutely fantastic and I use those prior to playing uh in the morning I'm going to play and it's about a a 10 minute warm up which is is really fantastic and deals with the entire body and get you prepared to swing a club that day.
4: There you go, superspeedgolf.com for uh, all the information on the the warm-ups, the training, and the products. So thanks to Michael for joining us. When we come back, time for the business of golf. Uh, We'll look ahead to the British Open next week, uh, see who Harold likes, uh, and also a little bit about the courts. Royal St. George is hosting its 15th Open Championship. One former winner Uh, says it's the easiest of all the courses in the rotation. Uh, Will the other players feel the same way next week in Sandwich, England? That, as we wrap things up here, coming down the stretch, it's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan.
1: Gone Golf in the Northwest on 1080
4: The Fan. 8.47 here this morning. Thanks again to Michael Napoleon from Super Speed Golf for uh, joining us and uh, hopefully... You'll go out there, you'll uh, check out the website, see if uh, those trainings, uh, aids and uh, training program is something that can help your game as uh, we get set for the British Open next week at Royal St. George's. It'll be the 15th time that uh, Royal St. George's has hosted the course. But Gary Player, who won three British Opens in his career uh, in a uh, recent uh, SI.com piece, Uh, Said it was probably the easiest of all the courses in rotation. Uh, Carnoustie, he believes, is the toughest. Uh, He won one of his there. But if the wind is down, if there are not conditions, weather conditions, uh, we could be looking at some quite low scores. And uh, the course map itself, it plays to a par 70, so just one Uh, par five on each side, 7,200 yards for the championship course next week. So uh, Harold, uh, you know, the course is older than you, one of the few out there in the world, but, um, (laughs) what, uh, what are you looking forward to next week as we start to get dialed up for another open championship?
5: Well, if, like you said, if there isn't any wind, you're going to look at some low scores and you just have to look at the Scottish open this week to realize that, uh, without wind and weather, the uh, some of these golf courses, uh, these link-style golf courses can be had. Um, the uh, I think we're looking at a real shootout next week. Um, players, some players are quite good in the wind. Like you take um, Patrick Reed, who's a really good wind player. Um, but there are... Um, it's very possible that we could have a first-time major winner come out of this field, and I. And when I look down the list, just playing at the Scottish Open, there are a number of players who are playing well that have yet to win a major, and uh, you know, even you can go back as far as Ian Bolter I might come out of nowhere kind of like Ben Curtis did um, and win it at Royal St. George. So I'm looking at a very competitive event. Um, If you really looking at some of the top players, Right now, John Rahm
4: right now is tied for first at the Scottish Open. He is a I heavy favorite right now, too. He is plus 700 three. to win, and Rory and Spieth are next up at plus 1400. So uh, Rahm yeah. is a heavy favorite, and it's all going to be about can he uh, can he go post If he posts a score in the first round, then I totally expect him to be in the last couple of groups on Sunday.
5: No, there's no question. Um, he, you know, he always deals with his emotions, but he's he's held it pretty good together uh, since the Open and since becoming a father, he's uh, doing quite well. I, I right now there's really no weakness. He's hitting the ball a little crooked today, but he seems to be able to find greens uh, even with a poor a poor shot. So uh, he you know he can make up uh, some mistakes a couple of bogeys with a couple of birdies real quick. Rory, on the other hand, was the cut. So I'm a little concerned about him um, and giving him such high odds to win. I would put Xander Shoffley above him. I'd put Louis Oosthuizen in front of Rory McIlroy. Look what Oosthuizen has done this year. Um, You know, coming in very close at... at, uh, at the PGA Championship, and at uh, the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. So look for Louis Oosthuizen to play well. I- so are we talking about where we're putting our money or where we're going to expect to put his money?
4: Uh, yeah, I, I don't get too far away from Rom. Uh, You know, the COVID protocols are throwing a monkey wrench into things, so guys that didn't get over there ahead of time, I think I, I would look – I wouldn't look to them. But everybody that's been over there for a couple of weeks and has gotten settled and adjusted so they're not worried about all the protocols, I think will have a, a big advantage – Uh, Lucas Herbert is playing excellent. He's been on the European tour one last week, is in contention. That is a name uh, for people to consider uh, that maybe is a little unfamiliar to them. And then, you know, Lee Westwood, I just... Yeah, right. Every time he's been knocking on the door, he knows this place. He's comfortable. He's in a spot. It's can he avoid... Uh, the the little stretch of three or four holes where it just goes sideways on him.
5: Yeah, I would agree. And I think some of that comes with age, getting a little tired uh, at times. Um, he, he is hitting the ball so well, and he's one of the best iron uh, players in the world. Um, hit a couple of wayward drives and got some bad breaks. Um, can he overcome those mistakes? You know, he's still 10 under. He's only four off the lead at the Scottish open. So, um, he's doing, he's playing very well. Um, you know, we always bring up Tommy Fleetwood who's, who's only, he's five shots behind. Uh, and we hope that he would, you know, bust through somewhere along the line. Hasn't seemed to be able to do it, but another name to watch there's, there's three or four guys, but I would not be surprised is the first time uh, major winner uh, was hoisting that that um, Clara jug come Sunday.
4: Well, and it should uh, it should be loads and loads of excitement and fun, and it'll get underway probably uh, in the wee hours Wednesday next week. It usually start. I don't know, like. 10 p.m. or something is when the first groups go off as uh, they take advantage of the daylight. And the British Open is one. They don't go one in 10 tees uh, there. They will use all that daylight they have. Everybody starts on the first hole. You play the 18 in the order that they are uh, set up and uh, hope there's enough daylight to get everybody in. So should be a really good entertainment. Now you, uh, we won't have you next week. You've got you have uh, duties out there. So, uh, anything else you want to get in before we uh, turn you loose for a couple weeks?
5: I no. I want to assure you that uh, the difference between you shooting an eighty-nine and a ninety-four is only five shots. So I wouldn't panic. Take a look at where you cut five shots out of your score.
4: That's what I'm trying to do. So I've got uh, the hops are in town next week, so there'll be some practice sessions. I need to go start dialing in specific distances with the wedges. So when I'm the difference between hitting a 60-yard shot and a 40-yard shot, those sorts of things.
5: Yeah, it would help if you had a range finder.
4: I do have Uh, a range finder. It's it's getting... you know which which club is more effective? Do I want a fifty four degree wedge or a sixty degree wedge? How hard do I swing? That sort of stuff.
5: Yeah, I would work a lot with your fifty four. Uh, keep the ball a little bit lower than that sixty, and uh, just experiment uh, with the length of your back swing. Uh, think of your left arm as the hour hand of our clock. Uh, see what it's like when it swings back from to three o'clock and swing through to uh, nine o'clock and just experiment with different distances in that backswing position.
4: There we go. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy your time out there with your family in New York. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks.
5: All right. Take care. Good luck for right.
4: me. That'll do it for us. Thanks to Patrick uh, sitting in, working the board for us uh, today. We'll talk to Harold in a couple weeks. Enjoy the British Open. We'll have complete coverage of that next Saturday. Center and Saint is up next. For Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight.
1: Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no. I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world.
2: Oh, Blinds.com is the goat.
1: The goat. He
2: shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,